got a wild one for you this week. We talk monkeypox with Dr. Butthole Carlton. <laughs> That's right. Dr. Carlton is here to give us an update on what's going on with the monkeypox situation. And then we listen to your voicemails. We chat about internet content. We talk about iconic memes, Howie Mandel and his love for prolapses. And of course, what it's like to be a material a girl. A material girl. In material a material world. world. Whoa. I am a material girl. M. Oh. M. Mom. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with a sloppy second. Oh, Diva. Our number is 213 536 9 1 8 0 Are you going to sloppy seconds pod at gmail.com? Now on with the show. How you sloppy stupid little fucks? You're not so fucks. You're little fucks. That's right. It's a Tuesday episode. And you know what? She is that girl. We've been talking about her all summer. We're about to bring you the hot heat all about monkey Monkeypox. What a summer treat. Yeah, exactly. And a while ago, you remember, we interviewed someone who was in the middle of uh, a quarantine for their monkeypox experience, Mm -hmm. but that was sort of early in the game. So um, we asked Dr. Carlton to come back on the show today to give us some insight on what's going on currently. So please welcome the internet's favorite butt doctor. It's Dr. Dr. Carlton. Hey guys, thank you for having me again. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for coming back. I'm glad we didn't turn you off the first time. (laughs) Um, What? Go ahead, Meatball. Nothing. Okay. Uh, So, monkeypox, what is the status now? The the government is finally talking about it, so it's been like deemed a, or the World Health Organization as well has deemed it. What is the correct term here? Well, it's a public health emergency. Public Um, health emergency. Okay. Right, 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 right. So we're now up to over almost 32,000 cases worldwide that are confirmed. And then there's over 11,000 in the United States. Wow. California and New York have the highest amounts of cases, but we have the highest amount of people. So it makes sense. Don't do that. Don't do that, (laughs) Meatball. And why is it important that it's called, like, labeled an emergency? Like, what is the difference there? Well, it just brings more uh, urgent funding uh, and access to testing and hopefully vaccines because we are, honey, we're in urgent need right now. Yes, Yes. exactly. I read somewhere that the vaccines were, the dosing was being like cut into a fifth or like a quarter of what you would normally get. Well, yeah, that's a good point, Meatball. Uh, Recently, there, the, um, the Geneos vaccine is a 0.5 milliliter subcutaneous injection deeper into the fat of your tricep area. Uh-huh. That's that's tr- the traditional way to give it. But there was a study uh, that showed if you give it intradermally, which is just beneath the you know in between skin layers, kind of like a PPD test for uh, tuberculosis, that it gives you about the same antibody response with a fifth of the dose. And that way we can increase the supply by five times. So, uh, Mm. so it's a small study 
But right now we're in such a clusterfuck that we're doing everything that we can to be able to maximize the amount of people getting vaccinated. So, so Meepo, you're you're being a fear monger here and you're saying you would rather get the regular dose than take the one fifth dose, even though there's a study proving the one fifth dose works. Small study. Is it Don't peer reviewed? That. Is it peer reviewed? <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, it's a small study. And in a, in an emergency situation where we don't have that much vaccine, it's the best thing we've got right now. So, right. Uh, you know, who, we need data more than anything. We don't know where people's antibodies level stand with 0.5 milliliters versus 0.1 milliliters. We have no idea after infection where people's antibodies are. We right. need more. We need more data. Oh. Like we don't we don't know shit right now. When right. it comes to antibody levels. Because I had a friend who said to me, like, you know, who has had, like, a full full course of monkeypox early on. So there was no support. There was no, you know, supplemental medicine, no T-pox, no anything. Right. And he was like, well, I'm immune now. And I was like, well, are you? Like, we, we assume, that. based on how other viruses have worked, right. the that CDC- there is some immunity. The CDC says you are, but okay, that's, and that's the guidance right now. But... Okay. Let's get some antibody levels and find out if that's true. And how, how long, long is that? We yeah, don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and how long is it true? Exactly. So interesting. Right now we're not we're saying don't get the vaccine after you've been infected, but that could change. This is an evolving process, so pay attention. Um, there's even a new animal study that's a tiny little animal study, and it's not on humans, but for people who got for excuse me, for animals that were given T-pox, they didn't make that many antibodies. So it may be that down the line, people who got treated with T-pox don't have the antibody levels that need to support them for that a reinfection. That didn't get treated with T-pox. And what is T-pox? What T-pox is, T-pox? is after is you have a new? positive. Yeah, T-pox is an, is an antiviral medication. It's, mm. it's okay. tecoviramat. It was in the national stockpile to treat smallpox because of the fear of a national emergency with a smallpox chemi- uh, biochemical warfare thing. Right. Okay. So, so because it's in the national stockpile and it is an experimental medication, uh, it's not readily, readily available at your pharmacy. So your doctor has to write an IND through the health department to get it approved. And it's like a 20 page thing. No doctor wants to do that. It's a pain in the right. ass. So it's hard for people to get this medication because number one, it's not readily available for everyone. And number two, it's a pain in the ass to get for physicians. So it's, it's one of those things where, it's reserved for severe cases, and that means people who are immunocompromised, like with HIV that's un- uncontrolled, or people who have severe cases that, like, severe rectal pain. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. uh, so that's where we're at right now with that. And so this medication, although it does speed up the the, the healing process, it's a 14-day regimen of uh, three pills in the morning, three pills in the afternoon, and you have to take 30 grams of fat, 25 to 30 grams of fat with each dose. So, and then people already don't want to eat when they're sick. So it's kind of like, it's kind of hard to go through. Interesting. How many, how many grams of fat are in a spoonful of butter? Well, you know, get you some peanut butter and some Big Macs and some fries and you'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, a regu- big- that's a regular dinner for Dipper. Right. Big Macs and fries. Okay. <laughs> Multiple but, so I want to, I'm curious about this because you said the T-Pox existed in a stockpile. So I want to know. What is the story with the clusterfuck of the vaccines? Because I have read a few different things. One was we had a whole bunch, but, you know, we owned like the government owned them, but they weren't yet in vials. And we waited too long to get them packaged up in the vials. I also read something about a bunch going expired. So what was the reason? Because 
I know I heard whispers in the wind back in May, back at IML, that there were like a couple cases of monkeypox that popped up in late May. And, you know, why did no one move on this? And if we owned a bunch of vaccine for our country. Is it because we hate the gays? Well, you you know, I sounded the alarm on May 20th. I looked back on my Instagram and said, hey, there is a there is an outbreak at Darklands in Belgium. Mm. And the same people Mm. who go to Darklands go to IML. Right. And then there's all these prides that are going to happen and all over the world. And you know how gay people are. We travel. We're all over the place. We do. We do have no inter- one knows how we have all the money to do it. I know, no, right? No kids. No, right, 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 right. <laughs> That's right, right. So anyway, so all this travel all over the country and all over the world is kind of cross pollinated this infection from what happened in a very small amount in the beginning. Right. Um, so there was a warning back way back when, but we've never seen it spread like this before uh, in a mostly sexual contact, intimate contact uh, setting. So. Right. The way people underestimate the gays all the time. Exactly. We get something, we're going to spread it faster than anyone else. (laughs) We're going to do it better than like that Beyonce leak, you know? Yeah, exactly. Got that out there quick. So Dr. D on my live the other night, Dr. Dimitri, who's the deputy director of the monkeypox response was saying that typically with monkeypox, because it's not really spread that fast. Usually there's a kind of a ring vaccination system that they use where they, they, vaccinate all your contacts and the people around you and kind of try to contain it. Mm. But with all this cross-pollination and of travel and everybody going everywhere, it's impossible to contain it like that. So that's where right. they fucked that's where they fucked up. But was there actually a supply of vaccine? You know, there are two vaccines that exist for this. One is called ACAM 2000, which is more of a live virus thing. And Alaska's then, daughter. And then the other one is uh, is you don't like gen- that joke, meatball? ACAM two thousand. <laughs> All right, never mind. Everyone Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You. No, you're you're Nebraska. you're good. And the, and the other one is Geneos, and the Geneos right. one is the one that's a lot easier to take if you're HIV positive. You can take that one without worrying. Um, and it's a two shot series. The ACAM two thousand one is the one that we give uh, that we gave the military folks back in Iraq and Afghanistan to protect them against uh, oh. uh, smallpox. So. Uh, as far as how they expired or or the numbers that we had, even the even what they had in the stock, stockpile still not enough to really cover the gay population in this country. If you think about how you know this country has over three hundred million people in it, right? And and like five to ten percent are gay. More. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. Yeah, of are, course. You know, oh, so so that's a lot of vaccine. And then this new vaccine is a two shot thing. So. You know, it's going to require a lot more than we've got right now. So this spread out of five times is it's it makes everybody worry. And I'm just as worried as anybody else. Is it going to work because we don't have any data for it? But right now it's the best thing we've got. And even if it gives a little bit of antibody protection for a small amount of time, if we can get vaccinated more later when more is available, great. Yeah, because it's very similar to like how then all of a sudden we were told, oh, you know, you need a booster for COVID. Right. I would I would gladly get the one fifth. Um, what what's the term inter intradermally intradermal yeah mm-hmm. um and then go back in another month and get another you know one in the arm through the fat right My, true I, I, curi- you know, I'd rather get a full dose twice we understand that about you that's why you like going to the Delta Lounge that's like why you like parking your car in valet your classes. No response. Okay, uh, <laughs> I, must, I must have frozen. Oh, sure, sure, sure. No, this is so. Here's my question about vaccine because mm-hmm. a lot of people. Um, we actually had um, 
we, we know a bunch of people in LA who, when things first started, there was sort of an outbreak at a party that yeah. had an email list. So it was really easy to identify all of those people. And all those people got a first dose way earlier than sort of the gen- general population in right. LA. And I know a lot of those people got first and second doses. Right. But now, a lot of places like San Francisco and here in LA, they're saying we're not doing second doses. And right. people are getting concerned. Oh, what if I don't? get my second dose right at the 28 day mark is there any sort of conversation about if you get it further down the line it's actually totally fine if you get it further down the line it's absolutely fine dr dr dimitri and i talked about this a couple of days ago absolutely um it's kind of like if you play and catch up with your vaccines if you uh, miss it by a couple of weeks it's not really going to make that much of an impact the most important thing with these vaccines though is you can't go to a bathhouse and stand in line and get your vaccine and go in and think you're not going to get monkeypox. You right. have to give this thing time to work. Yeah. So, and I give a good, better, best scenario when it comes to uh, play after vaccination. You know, two to three weeks is pretty good antibody response. You know, three to four weeks better. Two weeks after the second shot is the best. So, okay. so that's based on the limited data that we have. I do have people who are infected at week two and three. I have one guy who was infected at week three and a half, you know, he got vaccinated three and a half weeks later, went to Dory Alley and then got infected. And now he's got a milder case, but he's still got monkeypox. And, you know, you have to quarantine until things are completely scabbed up and, and fallen off, which can take up to a month. Mm, who's, so who's got, crazy. Who's got the finances, the emotional availability and the, uh, and the physical uh, tolerance for that right now. Yeah, because we've, we've definitely talked with people and we know some people who sort of are like, yeah, and I'm back out two weeks later. And you're like, wait a second. And maybe they had a milder case. They they said they got cleared by their doctor. They got looked at, all of these things. But yeah, you never know from person to person. It could completely change how quickly you heal up. Or maybe you could probably heal up after two weeks and then you know three days later a new lesion appears like that could totally happen too right i talked to a guy who said he had monkeypox and cleared up and within three or four days after being cleared he went to an orgy at fire island pines so you know it, it that's a little scary to me because right now we have no data on how long you are potentially infectious to other people when it comes to your anal cavity your oral cavity and right because you can't semen. really look in there at home right. You don't have a, a right camera, right? So oh, those two cameras, you know, the world, the yeah, world, are those? the <laughs> world, the World Health Organization and the UK actually have come out with a recommendation long ago that eight week up to eight weeks after you are cleared for your infection, you should use condoms. And the data on that is very, very mixed. And that's why the United States hasn't come out with a recommendation because there's really no great data on that. But can you imagine telling our community not to use a condom for eight weeks? Well, it is so funny. Or to use a condom for eight weeks? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. to use a condom no, for eight weeks. No, that's not going to happen, baby. Yeah. Because after, you know, after everybody has been on, you know, Truvada, Discovy, like with the advent of PrEP, I mean, it is interesting that people are like condoms, schmondoms, and you're like, there are plenty of other things that can happen. Right. You know, even though yeah. you're on a prep pill. Exactly. Exactly. So there's a, there's a lot of personal decision making that comes into play. But uh, right now we don't have the data to even know after you've been infected when you can really safely resume anal sex again. Right. Now, here's Maybe a question. Never. I, I want to throw this <laughs> meatballs like fingers crossed. Never. 
Um, I want to oh, throw yeah. this up here. You you said you know, uh, good, better, best, right? Mm -hmm. There are some numbers that have been circulating on the internet, but I know, you know, you also just said we don't have the data. We don't, we haven't done enough research. This is, you know, there's a chart that's been circulating that has um, an HIV positive uh, row and an HIV negative row mm-hmm. that sort of puts different percentages after 7 to 14 days, 28 days, and 42 days, right. including a second shot. Right. Um, do you Have you seen this? How do you feel about these numbers? Uh, actually, I posted that really early on, and it kind of oh. went viral from there. Uh, beca- because this, this information is from 2009. So this is... Oh. A- oh. See, you got to do your research on the internet, babies. Yeah. So, and I tell people that in, in, in my caption, I said, hey, listen, this is all we got. And, and in this situation where there's a difference between HIV negative and HIV positive, there's no way to know if the HIV positive people were truly controlled, if they were undetectable, what their immune system was like. Mm-hmm. So yes, in this at seven to 14 days, it's like 20, 89%. 28 days, 67 for the HIV positive and 83% for the HIV negative. And then after the second dose, two weeks after the second dose, it's 96 and 98 respectively. Now, uh, there are newer studies from the New England Journal of Medicine that show that the, the antibody response is actually way more robust than that at two weeks. But clinically right now, I think that we have to put all this together because it's all we got and right. tell people tell people that pretty good, better, best scenario. Because like I say, I've, I've had people who got infected up to three and a half weeks after their their first shot. Right. Uh, so you have to take all this with a grain of salt. And no vaccine is 100 percent effective. No vaccine is. So that's why it says 98 percent. So still, you're taking that tiny little risk. Right. Even when you're fully vaccinated. So. Uh. <laughs> What's the point? What's the I know. point? People are like, just order me a pizza. I'm watching a movie. Yeah, so a lot of so some people are like, you know what? Screw this. You know, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna be celibate I, until it yeah. passes. Yeah. So the biggest thing right now as to where we are is we're in a situation where we need more and more people vaccinated. We need people to kind of take a pause a little bit. Yeah. What is what is the recommendation okay, so for? If you were to say maybe throw a party at a bar. And it's a big event, and there's a lot of people there. What precautions would you take to help prevent a spread? Well, a super spreader event. Well, you can. There's definitely ways that you can do this without putting yourself at risk for monkeypox. It's really a skin-to-skin contact kind of thing. Okay. So, avoiding a back room situation where there's sex happening is one big thing that you can cannot have happening. Great. Uh, secondly, if you're if you have if you try to keep your body as covered as possible, I know that's hard in our community um, so that you're not rubbing up against anybody skin to skin. And I, hell, I've been to circuit parties. I know how it goes. You know, it's I'm in a jock strap and a harness and that's it. And I'm grinding up against some dude. So, you know, I, that's Dr. why. Dr. Carlton. Dr. Carlton. And I, you know, the other thing is I just went to Mykonos for my 50th birthday party and I made behavior modifications. So. Right. Instead of going to Jackie O's or the parties or staying out all night raving, I went to the nude beach and looked at some gorgeous, like 10 out of 10 uh, (laughs) Italian and Greek and German guys with about 10 inches of uncut meat hanging in front of my face that I couldn't touch. 
And, uh, you know, that's just... What you admired from afar. But I admired from afar. and I would have put a glove on. Saved, <laughs> saved it for my spank bank. And, you yes, know. <laughs> so anyway, and, then I, and also said, okay, I'm going back next year. Right, 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 right. Oh, right, right. There's behavior modifications we can make temporarily. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, a lot of people think that, oh, you know, you're being sex negative or, or you're being homophobic by saying this stuff. I'm saying this from a very sex positive standpoint, as I just pointed out, um, there is nothing sex negative about telling someone that they can take care of themselves responsibly in, a, yeah, in, right. in, in, in an infection, an infection problem, uh, process right now. So, yeah, so you can still be sex positive and still say, hey, chill out for a little bit. Right. And I think I think that's the, a lot of the conversation is about slut shaming. And, Absolutely. You know, it's about, you know, like, let us be queer and we get to be radically queer and sex positive. And it's like, yeah, that also means like there's a radical nature in radical self-care and Absolutely. harm reduction. And those things are, you know, it's like the conversation about, OK, get together and like jerk off uh, yeah. across yeah. the room. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's one of the things that I teach on what my. What if they're a big shooter and it goes all the way across the room um, and it hits you? Then, well, yeah. <laughs> then, you, then you're screwed. Uh, but, ah! <laughs> but anyway, so jerk in off a month until or two, t- you can get screwed. Yeah, jerk off into a towel or something, you know, so that doesn't shoot across the room. So anyway, so, so you know, my Instagram is very sex positive, and it right. teaches harm reduction. It teaches, hey, if you're going to play without a condom, these are the things you should know. You know, get vaccinated for this, this, and this. Get tested. You know, if you're HIV positive, get to undetectable. If you're negative, get on PrEP. Those sorts of things. And now there's a whole thing about doxyprep where you can take uh, an antibiotic pill, two pills after you have a high-risk encounter and prevent 60% of all bacterial STIs. So there's a lot of things that you can do. And she was she did not feel good for the day. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's probably an intense antibiotic. Yeah, it was well, not good. It, it, it makes your tummy a little upset. Yeah, I, I've heard. And I but, think they uh, double, did like a double dose of prep that day too. Oh golly, but, they really but, slammed it in. There. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, that yeah, sounds that's, intense. That's a little Wait, intense. Okay, so uh, harm reduction. Obviously, I have one more question. Then we are mm-hmm. going to wrap it up. Which sure. is, um, you know, a lot of us have we understand this conversation about. Oh, people are calling it an STI or an STD, but it isn't. It's just, it's being spread that way because that's how our community interacts. When is this jumping into the straits? When is it going to be, you know, a bunch of people like sorority people, girls who share a house together or roommates or whatever, when it becomes like, oh, it's not that gay thing because it's very coincidental that it's in our community. Right, exactly. So I think people need to not get hung up on it being called the gay thing right now because it is hitting our community right now. So we need to just own that part. It can happen to anyone. So it's not going to hit the straights. It, yeah. it's, it's not an STI, but yeah, it can hit anybody. So, you know, there's a lot of bi people out there. There's a lot of fluid people out there. So as soon as these folks start having a lot more uh, interactions with women, it's going to start spreading like wildfire. Hear that, gays? Let's it's start not- fucking women. Well, no. So what I'm saying is we're really lucky in our community right now in the standpoint that we are the ones being vaccinated and there's such a limited supply. They don't, you know, straight people are not lining up to get vaccinated and there's limited vaccines. So when it hits them, boy, we better be glad that we got vaccinated because they're going to have a tough time getting vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Well, oh yeah, so go out and get yours first, gays, and let's ruin it for the straights. Well, that's not what I'm get saying. Get your vaccines, <laughs> then get monkeypox, then give it to the straight. No, oh my no, God, no, no, people, no, no. you're no. misconstruing this conversation. Or am I hearing it exactly as no! it needs to be heard? Okay, no. for people who don't need to misconstrue, where can they follow you on the internet to get all these updates? Because you have been constantly updating people, so if you yes. want up-to-date stuff, you got to follow Dr. Carlton. On Instagram at Dr. Carlton, all spelled out. D-O-C-T-O-R-C-A-R-L-T-O-N. Uh, I do a little bit on TikTok, but TikTok is so sensitive that they made me take down my intradermal injection <gasps> video that I put up uh, yesterday. I, re- I peeled and got it back up, but it's really hard to be on TikTok. And then on uh, Twitter at Dr. Underscore Carlton. Well, Perfect. thank you so much for doing all of this and helping so many people and keeping yeah. us informed. Thank yeah, you so much. People really didn't seem to know any of this stuff. Well, I've been doing my best to stay informed, but also I hear, I, as many people do, you just hear so many different things from different people who heard it from a friend of a friend of a doctor of a friend, and I don't know what's true or not, so I do the, my best to not listen to anyone. Well like, well, like I said, I went to Mykonos, and I was on the beach, and I kind of ran around telling everybody about monkeypox. I didn't make very, very many friends in Mykonos. You were but, like, show me your dick from afar, but also, that you know us, about monkeypox? That was us in Mobile, Alabama. That's right. We talked about monkeypox a lot, and they were like, we're in Alabama. It's They're not like, here. It's not here. It doesn't exist. Right. Exactly. Well, it, it does now. Ooh, ooh. Well, thanks to Dipper. No. <laughs> Don't do me. Okay, thank you so much, Dr. Thank Carlton. Thank you, Dr. Carlton. Thank you for having me, guys. I'll Always be back a anytime. pleasure. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it? Maybe bet. I always think about my work week and how busy it is. And I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How, what would you use if there was extra time in your life? If I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up more activities because I love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think like, that's just how my brain works or like this is how I see the world but those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different you, those are things you can talk about with your therapist mm-hmm. if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online and designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch their anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. Always so informative to have Dr. Carlton. 
How lovely. Now, is that a fan moving a plastic bag behind you, or is there a cat up on your shelf fucking around? This right here? Yeah, it's That's a fan. It's a plastic bag. Yeah, okay. I'm actually currently going through, I've emptied out my entire closet, and I'm like restoring and figuring out where everything goes, because I'm going to get rid of a bunch of stuff again. I do it every three months. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? You know, I want drifting to through the wind, ready to start. Ready to start again. again. Do you ever feel like you have a huge carbon footprint? Me? Yeah. Yes. You're like, <laughs> you're like, oh, I go throw throw everything out again. It's been three months. Every time I I go through it, but here's the thing: is that with like clothing and stuff, I feel like I share it or I give it to people and stuff. I don't just toss it out. But making clothes creates such a huge amount of waste. Like buying fabric is Yeah, a waste. you you said this yesterday when we were doing that thing. You were like, crafting is just It's a waste. There's so <laughs> much the glue if I could buy E six thousand in like a big tub, I would. But instead I have to buy it in individual things. Right. And that's so much waste and the packaging is so messy. And then I don't know. Every time I buy fabric from downtown, it's got a scent to it, so I have to wash it before I sew with it. Which I what think kind is, of scent? Some of them smell like oily. Just like they've been like, like they've been around oil. the world. Yeah, yeah, they came from the factory. Been around the world. I um, I can't wait to see my baby. We were I don't talking- know where. I don't know why. <laughs> so at the end of that conversation, Doctor Carlton said, "You know." They took down videos, his videos from TikTok. I wish they would take yours. Down. Let's talk about Howie Mandel. Well, <laughs> I was just going to bring this up because this video has recently. <laughs> <laughs> no, you okay? So you didn't. <laughs> my favorite part about this video is that it never made it onto my for you page, which means I'm on the right side of history. But <laughs> so this is a video. Of Howie Mandel has green screened himself using the TikTok like picture in picture green screen or yeah more like picture in picture and he's in front of a massive somewhat prolapsed definitely blown out oh butthole that, it's like twice blown out it's and like then, the old blowout <laughs> and oh. what this doesn't turn you on oh god you're. No, you're really going to throw up. Can I just play the audio and then I'll take it off? Yeah, I'm going to close my eyes. Okay. When my friend Neil bent over, this happened. Does somebody know, is this COVID related? And if it is, what do we do about it? Ow. Okay, so, so, like. When my friend Neil bent over, this (laughs) happened. (laughs) So How is he looking at it with no, with nothing? No reaction, no feelings towards it. Just looking at a fully prolapsed anus with like poopoo dookie dots, and then he put it. Well, you think that's poopoo dookie or uh, okay? Um, so I'm not gonna. I, please do not bring it back out. But okay. <laughs> okay. So there's the tan of the outer skin of his butt. The and tan then, or the white, the pale, the human skin tone. Uh huh. And then you go down to the butthole, and it's a color that can only be described as bleem. Lean? Which is a mix of blue and green. Because oh, it's not. Just made I'm just up. making it up. And on that bleen. It's a bleen. 
It's a hefty bleed. It's or bl- blurple. No, it uh, <laughs> It may have. It has a touch of purple. Okay, bring it back up. I want to look at it again. No, I clicked off of it. Oh, okay. Anyway, and then the inside comes out. So it's it a blown like a out double- blurple. It's a blown out blurple. She's rocking the blown out blurple today. It's holding it together like a scrunchie and a ponytail. It looks like a scrunchie around the prolapse. Yes. But what would, like, okay. Hilarious. He makes a joke. I think Howie Mandel is mentally unwell. So. And then he also then um, makes the video. Cool. Make the video. Text it to your friends. You posted it on TikTok? Oh, you think that he. You think that he did that as, like, a joke where he thought, like, look at this crazy... Like, he was treating it like Blue Waffle on the internet. He was like, this is crazy. Look at this butthole. Everyone should look at it. I don't know what you're asking me. Like, Tub Girl. Like, think... I don't know what Blue Waffle or Tub Girl means. What? Okay. Tub Girl is a video of a girl who I don't know what is coming out of her body, but she's in a bathtub, legs splayed up in the air above her. So, like, pussy to the sky. And she, like, releases, if I'm remembering correctly, she releases a bunch of liquidy stuff out of her butt that gets all over the bathroom. You know, like those old shock porn value things, like two Uh girls, one cup. Do you think that he was trying to do something like that, where he thought it was funny, or he truly didn't realize that you can't post a prolapsed anus online. I guess I don't know. Like, I don't know. I uh, Play play the odd. Oh, no, you clicked off of it. But this is what I'm saying is, of course he knows he can't post that on TikTok. But maybe he has some, like, maybe, like, you know how, like, your Twitter is just, like, full of porn? No. Okay, my Twitter is full of porn. So sometimes if I like want to post or repost or do something, I want to do that on Instagram. And then I'm like, oh, you have to remember this isn't Twitter. So maybe he like thought he was putting the video on Twitter and put it on TikTok because all of the different platforms have different you know restrictions. But I, I still think as Howie Mandel, you shouldn't. You would know better than to put your face Howie! next to a prolapsed. <laughs> But and put that on the internet. No, didn't he get? Was he me tooed or what? Did he? What happened to him that he was asked to leave television? I remember that he put his. He like told a story about um, like how he did some private event that was like he did comedy at like a weird rich person's orgy. There was like a bunch of, or like a bachelor party where the groom and all of the groomsmen were all having sex with people who were not their partners, like in a backyard somewhere. And he got hired to do comedy. And he told the story on like Late Night with Jimmy Kimmel. Told it on Conan. On Conan. You know exactly what I'm talking about? No, I just looked it up because I was trying to figure out what. Nate Bargatz and Howie talk orgy parties. Yeah, you know, so maybe like Howie is just, maybe a he's just bit like, I can do whatever I want. He said, I've been bald this long, I can do whatever that hell I want. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking... super freaky girl. Okay. How is Bullet Train? It's a film. It is a movie. It is long. It is long? And Brad Pitt is in it. Bad Bunny is looking great in it. Um, 
it's fun. It's a fun romp. Go high or go. Don't watch the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's a, Why it's did just, you go? Because Michael has a podcast where they watch every single Brad Pitt movie and then they like finish the podcast because he was done acting and then he came out with another film. Uh, so yeah. they like revive the podcast for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and then they're doing another episode for Bullet Train. What have you been up to, you fat cunt? <laughs> what do you think I've been up to? I've we, been working. We, we literally I've saw been... each other yesterday for like six hours. Yeah. I was hanging out. Uh, or I was thinking about. Um, it, okay, so I'm getting on an airplane tomorrow at 7 a.m. I'm flying to Provincetown. I'm flying to Boston, then getting on the ferry and going to Provincetown. There's a doo-doo situation happening in Provincetown right now. Oh, yeah, the whole city shut down for one night because there was, what, blockage in the sewage? Yeah. There, the, the My certain... favorite was everyone posting. Sorry, not to yeah. interrupt, but I will. My favorite was Varla Jean Mer. Was it Varla Jean? Someone posted, like, the porta-potties are on the way. The show will go on tonight. Varla posted that, and then Jackie, they canceled her whole trip. Good. She was just texting me making fun of my shoes in that picture I just posted. Well, tell her to fuck off. I said fuck off their Gucci. They're Gucci. They're Gucci. Gucci. Cat. Okay. (laughs) Now, what what do you have in your hand there? I'm holding um, an Eddie Danger penis replica. You know, I'm glad I don't have one of those in my house. Not specifically that, but a dildo that looks like a penis. Because when I tell you, I would just be sucking on it. Oh, I've never thought to. I don't want to suck on this. You know, I want to. I don't want to suck on that either. But baby, it's been six weeks. (laughs) Don't do that in front of me. I thought we had an agreement that we would not (laughs) do sexual things in front of one another. (laughs) <laughs> please stop so i'm going to uh i'm going to p-town i wonder if i could take eddie's you keep going i'm gonna figure you're gonna out. try to deep throw that dick <laughs> the fa- oh god <laughs> put that in your mouth and think about that howie mandel video and see what Covered comes up powder yeah so i'm going to p-town um and I was thinking about this because when I get there, like, I'm not staying in P-Town. I'm staying in a town outside of P-Town with some friends. And the whole point is we're, we're trying to be, like, away from things. But we're going to, like, go in for dinner and go see a show. And we're going to see Dina Martino. We're going to see Barla <gasps> Jean. We're going to see Justin Vivian Bond. It, I'm very excited about the shows we're going to see. And then I'm hosting this pool party as well. Now, um... I found out that the place we're staying has no Wi-Fi and bad cell phone reception. That, upset, that upsets me. How are we going to do the pod? Well, we don't need to do the pod. We're good. We're covered. Oh, okay. But it, I, I like my face went completely like all the blood dropped out of my face. We were on a FaceTime and they were like, hey, yeah, it's going to be really cool. Hey, just FYI, there's no Wi-Fi and the cell phone reception is really bad, but it'll be great. It'll be like unplugged, be away. And like, they were like, yeah, for everyone else, that's like a gift. For you, you're like, how am I supposed to be on email 10 times a day? How am I supposed to call Meatball four times every fucking day? They were like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. And I immediately like, 
There's a public library that has Wi-Fi not too far away that I will walk to. Just use your cell service. There's no service. You're absolutely not listening to me. I'm listening, but I don't understand. (laughs) Your phone will always have service. Do you ever go outside of cities? Not unless I don't like. Not unless I have to. Like when I was with my sister and we were driving from New Mexico to Colorado, there were like two hours when my phone just like didn't have service because of where we were. Listen, maybe this is good for you. Maybe being unplugged will help you relax and not feel so stressed. Yeah, right. Maybe having just like setting aside one. I just can't imagine going to a uh, you sitting in a library being like. Let me make this outline about drag queens and sucking cock. Like, right. you know what I mean? Let's take a break. No, I'm, no, get to a library. <laughs> get, get thee to, to a library. And we're back. The more I think about it, the more I think it's funny that Jackie is coming for my shoe wear. Since half half of the pageant, she was barefoot. Tell her. Find a picture of her on stage barefoot, zoom in, and send it back to her. That's what I'm going to do. Um, the point I wanted to make about not having internet is, so Beyonce put out their teaser. And have you seen the, the visual where they like freeze frame on all the looks there's like 25 looks of her mm-hmm. and it's like it's a teaser for apparently one song but maybe it's for the whole thing um you know i i when i'm very impressed by artistic work on the internet i of course do some sleuthing and you know there's a stylist who i follow and then they tag the creative director at parkwood and blah 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 and all these people if you go and look at these people's instagrams it's like three photos from 2018. They're like not active on social media. They probably have a Finsta that's like super hidden. Oh, yeah. But like they're not making content for the internet because they're getting paid to make content for like for real life world shit. Globe, global consumption. Like they're doing all the visuals for like the stadium tour of like whatever. And I always get jealous of like they don't have that hustle of like trying to put content out on their social pages because they're actually getting paid to make like high level content. And they may be on the internet and like trolling and commenting and like looking around to see what's going on, but they don't have that like internet personality pressure i'm jealous of that you know what right now let's make your dreams come true i'll take over the pod log off you you log off bitch when you're in provincetown don't come back i'm going for three days this is not like i when i'm in provincetown this is like a this is like a shift in my future to get off the internet no, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, and from that point on, just no more, no more. I mean, that's kind of what Beyonce did. She stopped, remember she stopped doing interviews? Yeah. She stopped making public appearances. She, like, doesn't do anything until it's time to, like, put on a tour or do a show. That's iconic behavior. Yeah, but she's allowed to be iconic. Yeah. And the, yeah. You don't think? No, I'm just saying that she's doing what they're doing on like a larger scale. I have that uh, alien superstar stuck in my head so hard. Unique. I'm too classy for that ass. Is that what she says? 
You're too classy for this world. Oh, for this world. I'm too sexy, sexy for, for this song. That's how this song me. ends. He says, I'm too sexy for this song. And then it just ends. I can't believe she just took out the la 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 la's. What a real F you to. The la la's were never in it. It was the drum loop. I think there were la la's in it. I don't believe you. Should we listen to a voicemail or two? Yeah, let's go. I sent you six. What's your vibe? But wait, we interviewed Dr. Carlton on segment one, and you really haven't shared your personal. You just feel like you're you're low key because you're in a in a relationship. Yeah, you I'm stay like, at the house, so yeah. you're just sort of like allowing it to happen around you. No, I'm not I saying mean, that's a bad thing. I'm just I'm saying just, that's what you're. Well, I mean, getting the vaccine and like trying to just stay away from it. I think I'm just reacting like a normal person to it. Because you did get your first dose. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just like waiting to see what the second dose thing is. I also got my first dose because I was in close contact with somebody. Mm-hmm. So I was able to get it a little earlier. But like, or not even a little earlier. Like, I was like last week, I think. So yeah. I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm scared of it. But it's also like, at what point is every day, is there like a new thing to be horrified by Girl. and terrified about and so I'm just like I guess it's just it feels like we're going slipping slowly back into when the beginning of the pandemic happened where yeah. it's like unless you really really need to be out maybe we're not going out but everyone come to Fat Slut on uh, yeah, come to August, Fat Slut 19, on August 19th and then come this see us Friday baby and we got Raja Tony Soto Show will be the guest judge. We have all the way from New York, Minnie Horowitz. From bleep of bleep, drag bleep. We have Selena S. Titties. (laughs) You're awful. And then we also have, um, I've never met her, but she seems beautiful on the internet, Alexis Cameron. Uh Uh-huh. And Barbara Wire. Amazing. Still looking for a DJ. (laughs) And then on August 20th, you can find us in Austin, Texas. A lot of people were curious. Let's set the record straight. There are no advance tickets for either of these events. These are show up, first come, first serve at the door. So get there early, bitches. That's right. So August 20th in Austin, Texas, we are doing a party at Cheer Up Charla's. It's called Cheer Sacred Charlie's. Space. It's called Sacred Space. It's going to be Meatball, a bevy of drag queens, myself, and very special guest Christine will be performing. Again, tickets at the door, and they're raising money for out youth in Austin. There's a bunch of different DJs lined up. Like, that's going to be a lit-ass party. And it's late night. It's not super early. So, you know, get there early, but early doesn't mean 6 o'clock. Like, shows at, like, 11. And then on Sunday, the 21st, we are going to be at the Austin Motel for Chunky Dunk, honey. Mama, we're going to be getting wet. Just in the pool. But again, neither of these have advanced sales, sales, ticket sales. There's nothing on the internet. You just show up and get your ticket. But make plans to do so. Unique. Um, and then what else was I going to say? I don't know. Hey, Dipper. Hey, Meatball. I'm literally in the middle of listening to Friday's episode. And I got to the point where you encountered transphobia in the hot tub. 
I really do feel like you should have said something, Dipper. Yeah, me um, too. I kind of do feel you? like as queer children, you know, like even if we didn't it? know we were queer when we were children, other people know before us. And this is kind of looping trans identity into queerness, I think. But I feel like when those around us know about our identities before we're aware of them, we wind up getting bullied for it, and we don't know why. And I think that that bullying sort of teaches us that we need to hide and cower in the corner when we're confronted with these things as adults. Mm. And I've tried to work my way past that, and when I encounter ignorance out in the public like that, I try to shut it down when and where possible. And I'm fully willing to get into a fight over it. And so, yeah, I do kind of feel like you wimped out. But maybe on a deeper psychological level, I can understand why you wimped out. But I think for the sake of our trans brothers and sisters, when we encounter it on a one-on-one kind of normal level, not normal transphobia is normal, just like on an everyday basis, I feel like it's our duty to take up for our trans brothers and sisters and uh, fight yes, the but... fight for them. Because the good fight is one, one step at a time. I love the show, and I love you guys. Thank you. Not I, Dipper crying. I'm not crying. Um, yes, but also I feel like there is a difference between fighting the good fight and fighting a brick wall, an uphill battle. And in this situation, it wasn't like a, a trans person was in direct danger. Except Overall, this dude was a cop. So, like, he really yes, but could not, have. It wasn't, it there wasn't have, a trans person right next to you being in danger, like physically in danger in that moment. Sure. I understand that in the larger scheme of things, yes, from that man and his opinions, all trans people are in danger. That is not a good person to be around. Right. But I, I also think that it's like there's a time and place and it's like, why start a fight with these people right here? Because they're, they're not ready to learn. If you were defending a trans person and be like, you don't understand what's going on, like whatever. But like just to start talking to them, I don't know. I don't feel like you were in the wrong. Well, I, 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 yes. And I don't think the caller is like, I, I, I'm in the wrong and I fucked up. I think the caller is saying like, you should do that and you should have done that and you should do that next time. And I totally agree with that. I, I feel like, you know, getting into a coulda, shoulda, woulda moment is sort of moot. But what I feel is that if I was with another queer person in that hot tub, I would have felt more empowered to have said something. And if I was, um, uh, not in a 103 degree heat, like if it was like a swimming pool or something where I was like, Oh, I can strap in and have this conversation, which is sort of futile, but I do feel that way. Cause I was, I was like sitting there sort of sweating and had to get out of the pool. But um, I agree. I definitely think that I wimped out. I definitely think that actual allyship is stepping up when no one is looking, not just when, um, you know, people of a certain identity are around. And so, yeah, I think 
this caller is 100% right. And um, I have been thinking a lot about that and why I chose to just like be quiet and get out of the pool. I don't know. I don't think you were in the wrong. And I don't feel like you should feel bad about it. Well, no, I just think it's something to take stock of, like, yeah. as I move through the world. I also agree that it's, it's different that you were alone in that. Like, even if Well, I wasn't was alone. There, My sister, I know, your sister was, was there, there. But you weren't there with a queer or, like, person or anything to, like, yeah. I don't know. It's, you, were, you, were, you could have been putting yourself in danger. He's a cop. Mm. Hi, Fox. Not really a sloppy story, but I'm listening to your Friday episode on August 12th. Mm-hmm. The man just called in with a, well, I think it was a man. The they, them just called in with a, said something. You didn't know what he said. You thought he said something about a pecan. But, yeah, pecan. Uh, pecan. He said, everybody who's seen the leprechaun say, yeah, you guys were in Mobile. Oh. It's a classic viral video from the news station years ago in Mobile. <laughs> Google it. Mobile leprechaun. I remember hilarious. that. Bye. There's like a here's an artist rendering, and it's like a line. I used to laugh at this video all the time in high school. Or, uh, uh, or well, just high. in time for St. Patrick's Day, crowds are coming this? by the dozens to get an up close view at what some say is a piece of Irish it's just folk a sha- folklore. It's a shadow people in the Triton area of Mobile say a leprechaun. Triton Mobile in their neighborhood, a leprechaun. NBC 15's <laughs> Brian Johnson has more. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I got to do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! Oh my God. Wait, that's ex- going, I like, will, but that's uh, exactly what the guy was doing. Yeah. But- Y'all are smart. Yeah! Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. This amateur sketch resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks like. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations for the image. My theory is it's casting a shadow from the other limb. This man is... Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong, the wrong stuff. stuff. And it told him to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun. We don't get down to the bottom of this. Wow. I Everybody see the video. leprechaun say, say yeah! yeah. I love that. I love when people rally around something just to just to do it. It's nice to have a little excitement in your life, wouldn't you say? Did you ever when you were oh, you were Jewish. Did you ever have to meet at the pole? Did you do that at your school? Eat what kind Before, of meat? Okay. Pork? No. Before school would start. There was like a group of Christians that would come to school and like hold hands and pray in a circle around the flagpole because they weren't allowed to like pray in school. And it no. was like their thing. And my mom was like, she like made me wear a t-shirt that said meet you at the pole. And she tried to force me to go. She dropped me off and like parked does in Nikki, the parking lot. Does Nikki go to church right now? Yes. Currently at church. One of our Biggest arguments. The thing that, like, if it starts going that direction, I hang up the phone, is church and how I truly believe that she should stop going. Yeah, And that I, I understand that, like, it is a social event, but, like, I need you to... I need her to tell me, like, I go for social reasons, not because I believe in a big ghost in the sky. Ghost Dad. Ghost Daddy. Starring Bill Cosby. 
ooh, you know, I used to have that on DVD. I had to get rid of all of my Woody Allen movies and my Bill Cosby movies. Let's take a break. Okay. We're back. Try a stupid little slutty slaps. Meatball. Oh, meatball. You've been to Kansas. You were in Lawrence, Kansas. I watched you perform. And I think you've been in Kansas City as well. Don't drink so much. I love you. Bye. Love you too, Dipper. Thank you. Now, I don't know about Kansas City, but I do remember Lawrence, Kansas, because it was with Amanda Love, the drag queen who has like the largest, most beautiful, detailed eye makeup I've ever seen. Um, and I think she was also a wrestler or, or a gator wrestler or something. Now, I want to talk about Kansas City, Kansas and Kansas City, Missouri. Well, okay. Let's get into it. Is it just that it's the same place, but they border? Oh, they split the town. Oh, they split the state. They split the state. Kansas City splits the states. Yeah. It's, so it's the same city? Dumb. Are we? I okay, just thought it was hear, like a Springfield. Is... I thought it was Springfield, Springfield. I thought there was just more than one. So here's Kansas City. Here's Kansas City. Do you see this red line? That's Maybe. The That's the state. Because there's Missouri and there's Kansas. And there's Springfield, Missouri right there. But if you zoom in, Missouri, Kansas... Kansas City splits the state line. You learn something new every day. Every day. You know, my dad always says, lifelong learner. How amazing. You know what Cos- I mean? They got a Costco there. It's just... Oh! <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> you got to start clearing those tabs before you start sharing those screens, Oops, Diva. That could, this could have been a real meeting. Like what? I don't know. What if we had a meeting and you had you showed full cock? You're mad I'm on June Jambalaya's Twitter? She looks gorgeous now. Next call. She's so pretty. I hung out with Bosco, too. Who? Bosco. Where? At Heart WeHo. I went for Moist. Oh, you really do love to go out to West Hollywood. I'm a WeHo girl. Yeah, when Ray Latrey takes a break and terrorizes Los Feliz, you go to West Hollywood. I go to West Hollywood and take over. That's so a deep, I have that's to, a deep I have... cut for those Twitter followers. Of yeah. <laughs> well, someone has to hold up the shit queen crown over there while oh she's gone. God. Do you know that House of Latrey Entertainment stands, or Hull, that's Hull? House of Latrey Entertainment. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Hi, Big Dipper and Meatball. I just finished listening to your live recording um, at your Bebop show in Alabama. That was and fun. And I just want to say thank you to Dipper because I feel very oh. seen when you talked about how sexy it is when the other person is literally dripping in sweat when you're having sex. I think this is the hottest thing that can happen while you're in the middle of sexual congress. If it's missionary position and he is, I'm staring at him. Um, looking at him while he's pounding me, and I see that he is sweating a lot from his forehead and his face. I will pull his face closer so I can 
French kiss the fuck out of him, and I will lick the sweat off of his forehead. And if I am riding him while he's sitting on the couch, which is my favorite position, and I see that he is sweating all over his face, I will once again lick his forehead because I think that that is the sexiest thing. Anyway, thank you guys. I love you so much. Bye. Go the absolute fuck off. Good for you. And a riff? Honey, she said, let me give you exact details of how I slurp the sweat. Slurp, slurp. (laughs) She said, I'm going to give it to you uh, this way if we're missionary and this way if we're doing some couch riding. I feel like in the moment if someone was sweating on me that much and like in the heat of the passionate of moment sex, I would probably lick lick it off too. Oh. I get weird. I, I get stuff. weird. I can get weird. You think? I don't know that you would do that. I would. I probably would. Hey, Big Dipper Meatball. One time caller here. I <laughs> called and Meatball said my voicemail kind of just went way too many different directions, which was, you know, ironic coming from Meatball. But uh, I'm calling because Meatball, I'm curious. Oh, yeah. And I think Todrick's old song, Haters from when he was on his MTV show. Neither of you got the reference, I don't think. R.I.P. Todrick's MTV show. All right, it's going a lot of ways different directions again. I'm aware of this. <laughs> I know who I am. But I'm curious, people, um, because your stories of always being hungover or, you know, fucked up are, are relatable for me. <laughs> I drink a lot. Not oh, wait, I don't drink a lot. when I drink, I just go really hard, like ham. Oh. Yes. Ham and cheese, if you will, Dipper. Oh and God. I just wonder if having one of your closest He's got to get them all in. I'm sorry. Your <laughs> business associate slash colleague at best. Uh-huh. Like, if that makes you want to drink more, if it ever inspires you to, like, take breaks. <laughs> the longest I've gone not drinking has been nine months, and it was during the pandemic, and it helped me, like, start an LLC, just get a bunch of shit together, so... I just am curious how that affects you in your day-to-day. And, of course, you're in the club scene, but, like, it's fun to order, like, a seltzer and crayon. Um, Big Dipper, on the same token, like, always being in the club scene, if you ever feel triggered. I mean, I know you were not ever technically an alcoholic based on what you've shared, but, yeah, sobriety. Thoughts? Now, what do you do with your limited liability corporation caller? Yeah. Do you? Is it a call center where you just call people and talk? And talk randomly and in circles. No, uh, I appreciate the question. And um, I will say that living in L.A. and having so, so many friends who like live a sober lifestyle, but they're California sober. They like, oh, I don't drink and I don't do drugs, but they stay vaping on their THC vape pen all day long. I'm like, oh, I used to be productive when I got high. I just was like a little less intense about things. But also, we have very much encountered people who get too high and cannot function. Cannot speak, honey. And so there's like, like 
it does oscillate. And sometimes I know when Meatball's like, oh, you know, we did mushrooms and we had this really great experience and we did this. I don't really have any desire to drink. I think the desire to drink that I've ever had is like on a hot summer day, like, oh, it'd be great to have like a uh, a beer with this pizza or these chicken wings or like eating an Italian meal. To, oh, it'd be nice to have like a nice red wine with this pasta or like whatever. But it's never like I want to get drunk or get like blackout drunk or like tipsy. Like, I don't have a desire for that. I don't what have I, a desire for that either. It just ex- keeps happening to oh, me. Oh, sure. You love the feeling. What I do miss and what I do think about, and I have even set goals, which I think a lot of sober people would be like, that's really toxic and bad behavior, is I have said like, oh, if I ever sold a TV show or I ever like got some like really leveled up sort of don't career thing, I would like... No. Oh, smoke weed over our summer hiatus when I like knew we had the job coming back in like three weeks or like whatever. I've said these like weird goals to myself because the idea of a lot of people when you're sober is that it's for life. You know, yeah, there's yeah. one one day at a time, but the whole goal is that you never do it again. And that, you know, similar to our conversation about tattoos or whatever, it's like I don't know that I would ever fall in love with something so much I want it on my body permanently. I don't. I don't love saying I'm never, ever going to drink and never, ever going to get stoned again in my life. But, you know, it's been 11 years now, so it feels like pretty normal to always be sober. Can't imagine. So sometimes I do get the urge to answer your question 10 minutes later. Um, How about you, Meepal? I like being drunk, so I don't think I'll ever stop. I'm okay (laughs) if I die of like liver failure or whatever but i also am like when i drink i drink a lot and i get very drunk but i'm also not drinking like that every single night at this point it's like i get crazy drunk maybe once every two weeks the rest of the time i'm not really drinking that much i'll have a cocktail with dinner here or there maybe if we're going out but that's about it i mostly smoke a bunch of weed yeah, you love to smoke weed. Are you smoking weed right now? I started halfway through this recording. Yes. Stunt. Next call. Last call. No, there's more. That's the sound that guy made right before Howie Mandel snapped that photo of him. Ew. <laughs> what sounds do people make is when you're fisting? Is everyone different? I feel I like love... because of what it what it is, it would be more guttural. You know, because it is so, like, in you. It's not like a, oh, yeah. It's like a, Ugh. Ugh. Yes, it's very much in that realm. And I love when their eyes roll back in their head and then when they speak gibberish. Speak gibberish? Yeah, sometimes they get so euphoric that it goes like... Like, it's very goony. Oh, yeah. That checks, I guess. Yeah. Uh, 
And then it looks like they're trying to say something, so they go like, I you Was that not for you? I could not imagine what I would do in that situation. <laughs> anyway. Well, we made it to the end, Meatball. Let me ask you some recap questions. Did you learn about monkeypox? Yes. <laughs> Do you? Um, are you ready to follow Holly Ma- Howie Mandel on TikTok? No. Um, will you see another Brad Pitt film? Yeah, I'll watch every single one of them. Are he you was ever still g- so goofy in this movie? Why He's a he little s- scamp. He is a little scamp. He, you know, when he really became a scamp in my mind. When when he started. The two the films were the Oceans trilogy yes. films. He got real scampy, and if you ever notice, he's his character is always eating something in those yes. films. In this one, no, 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 he didn't. No, he and didn't. then he also became a scamp in. Um, isn't he in a Guy Ritchie film? Yes, this movie. Okay, that's what it is. This movie is like a knockoff of a Guy Ritchie film, mm. and it's directed by the guy Madonna. No, the yes. Her face is going to pop. The guy who used to be his stunt double when they started working together then became a movie director and directed this. Really? Also directed John Wick. Oh, interesting. Let's Strange. talk about Let's talk about it. Let's That's talk- a cool... That's a cool jump to make from... Yeah, from um, stunt double. But when you think about it, a stunt double's always just standing around watching. Oh, yeah. What better way to learn what everyone's job is and how to properly direct than by just being there? I think that makes total sense. Well, I just want to wish you a happy pride. And speaking of face popping... Material girl. Material Who's the queen who played Saucy Santana on season three of Canada's Drag Race? You know I don't watch non flagship season. Me and my bitches ain't playing. Like Elsa. No Delta. Okay, Madonna, how are you going to sound? Then you basic? Material girl. Material world. Look, but don't touch. Don't you know these words? Yeah, but I don't think I like this. You don't like this? No, because it literally doesn't sound like a remix. It just sounds like Madonna was like, this is what I want to do. Well, yeah, it's a modern day remix where the they don't remake the song. They just laid the verse over a different... Like they just but add like the in a flurry. This doesn't sound good to But you like this part? No, I don't like either part. But you're in love with this part? 
I am Whoa. a material girl. All right. This whole well. thing was bad. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Um, thank you so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod. You can send us an email at sloppysecondspod at gmail.com or call in with your own fuck talk story to 213-536-9180. And follow us on Instagram at Big Dipper Jelly and Spiciest Meeple. You can follow me at Fat Drag Meeple on Twitter and TikTok. And follow Mom and Podcast on everything, too. That's everywhere. Mom, Podcast. Mom and, don't forget- and Podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode which come out every Tuesday and Friday. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad-free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by... William Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.